welcome to the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. Peace Church exists to glorify God and make disciples by helping everyday people experience life change through Christ-centered relationships. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast as we celebrate life change through the ministries of Peace Church. All right, welcome back to the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. This is episode 11. I am your host, Brad Perry, the mobilization pastor here at Peace Church. We are joined this morning by Adam Carnes, our media, what's what's your title? Media and Communications Pastor. Media and Communications Pastor. So there's like a lot of pressure on me right now because I'm kind of sitting in your seat with this podcast, (laughs) so please don't judge me on this. Um, But man, we're excited. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) We're excited to have you all with us uh, listening in. Again, I want to encourage you, if you've not yet subscribed, uh, to the Peace Church Life Change podcast, you can do that with whatever platform you're using uh, to listen to this. Also, go ahead and leave us a review. That'd be awesome. Uh, but we're going to jump right in. So, Adam, if you would, man, just share a little bit about uh, your uh, your past and maybe even past ministry experiences that led you to specifically <coughs> focus on media ministry. Yeah. Um, I, 2000, um, I graduated from Free Baptist Bible College, now yeah. Welch, um, and uh, the youth ministry degree. So I went into youth ministry, started at Garner Free Will Baptist Church in music and youth. Uh, I wanted just the youth, but they said, hey, music's there too. I said, okay, I'll do it. Got a little bit of music background, so I did it. Uh, 2005, um, Unity Church in Greenville, um, they had a, a youth pastor position, came available. Kent Nelson was leaving. He called me and said, are you interested? I said, yeah. I felt like God was moving us, so we moved to a full-time youth ministry position there. Um, we were there for nine years, probably seven years into it, seven and a half years into it, kind of felt God moving me um, to more of adult ministry. But so we, we, they had an outreach um, and discipleship uh, position coming open. Um, and I was already doing a lot of the media. I kind of inherited some of that as I was sitting there and just growing up interested in media for when I was young, um, even, you know, putting surround sun in my bedroom. <laughs> When I was like 15, had speaker wire going everywhere. I always had an interest in it, Um, traveling with the Bible College. I traveled, we're in sound and stuff of that. But I just saw how vital it was to every ministry. Every single ministry has, uh, with our rapid media needs in every church, man, it just I saw a need in it. But not just in the live setting, but website, um, graphic design, so forth. So I had done a lot of YouTube schooling. And um, and God just between the giftedness that God had given me, as well as with watching a bunch of thirteen-year-olds on YouTube, um, I was able to see how to do a lot of stuff. And so I was started doing that at Unity. Took over the website, took over the graphic design stuff. Yeah. Next thing I know, you know, I was uh, moved into that position. We hired a youth pastor. I moved into outreach and media, and we were there about a year and a half. And then um, this position at Peace came open. It's seriously, if I, I know. Brad knows the story, mm-hmm. um, but man, if I were to sit and tell everybody the story, it would ser- it seriously would be God's hand moving. And so I remember talking with Brad on the phone um, one day and talking about, hey, we actually have been thrown around a media and communications pastor position. It's like, oh man, awesome. So sent portfolio to, to Rusty, and uh, long story short, I've been here six years now. Wow. And in this position, and uh, man, I just I feel like this is exactly where God wants us and our family. Um, but man, I you know people say I thought you're going to be in youth ministry for years. I did too. 
Yeah, I, I, I can too. relate to that. Too. Yeah, I did yeah. too. But, you know, having a couple of daughters that were about to come into youth ministry, I didn't know how that was going to go. It was mm. either going to go south yeah. or it was going to be very vital and very helpful. But me staying in full-time ministry, I'll still be able to, at home, invest in them, invest in them at church, um, still be a pastor, and still be able to lead them. So that's where God's kind of brought us over the years yeah. and has got me in the position I'm at now. Cool. Funny story, when you actually left Garner, the position opened up, and I was just here part-time at the time, and so I submitted my resume to Garner for that youth ministry position. Oh, wow. I never got a call back, never got an email, <laughs> never got nothing. They well, like, they oh. asked me about you, and I said, no. Nah, I guess you're so. you know what? <laughs> they asked me about you, I was here, and I was like, no, nah, no, nah, but they didn't listen to me. Um, yeah. All right, so with the, the idea with media ministry, media and communications, so what are the areas that you oversee here at yep. the church? Uh, so we've got different teams. So if you look at a Sunday service, we've got a, audio, a sound team, mm-hmm. guys that run the board um, on and mixed front of house. We've got uh, video directors. We've got cameramen. We've got uh, presentation software uh, people that run those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got lighting engineers that we have. And God has really blessed me with uh, all those positions, save probably two camera positions being filled. And so I'm over all of those guys um, and, uh, and recruiting and s- the people to serve in those positions. Then we also have CD and DVD ministry. I'm actually uh, kind of doing that right now. How about the VHS ministry? Uh, no, I think it's kind of gone a little by the wayside. Um, we're, we're thinking about going back to tapes, like regular audio tapes, but <laughs> we don't know where that's going to go yet. We think it's going to make a comeback like Absolutely. Corduroy. Um, but... Uh, then I also do our graphic design. I'm over our graphic design. I'm over our website. I do all of our IT at the church. So anybody has a computer issue. Uh, Is that for members as well or just staff? Uh, well, there's a lot of them think this is members. <laughs> now, we've had, we've had, I've, I've helped some members as well that have, have called and said, hey, give me some ideas on this. Yeah. I, and I, I don't mind doing it at all. Um, but uh, then uh, as well as just from time to time when Rusty asked me to preach, mm-hmm. um, do a life group, you know, but all of it media ministry wise are all those same areas I was just talking about, as yeah. probably as well as other things that I can't even think about and yeah. stuff that kind of fall we, under that avenue. And your plate, video ministry, for sure. you know, doing videos. Um, and your plate was already full as media communications pastor, but now, ever since COVID 19, oh man, <laughs> we've had to, you know, completely go online. Yeah. And now that we're, we're still meeting, now we're meeting in person, but yet we're in a tent and we're still doing. The yeah. online as well. So your job is really doubled in some ways yeah. and maybe even tripled. I don't know. So, like, what are some of the, the changes that you've had to make since yeah. COVID-19, the quarantine? I think it's been – because I've heard a few pastors talk about this too, and, and this would be the case with us. You know, we were kind of dragging our feet um, on some of the things that we needed to implement. I say we, that would be more of me. Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's funny because with COVID, there were a lot of pastors I heard that said, man, it's made us implement some things that we kind of were dragging our feet on. And I, I, I sort of was the same with us. You know, um, when, I wanna, when we launch something, I want to know if it's going to work before we launch it because I don't want it to get out and fail. And so one of those was live streaming. Another one of those was text to give. We have been throwing it around. We've been talking about it. Um, and so it really forced us to launch both of those. Mm-hmm. Our, our pastor was saying, man, I just I really, Rusty said, I really want us to live stream, really want us to live stream. And as soon as we start live streaming because of this, you know, then they're saying, now you got to get out of your building. And now we're like, oh, now we got to go to another one. And we, 
So yeah. we move all that equipment out there. We're live streaming. So now we've kind of been week to week. It's kind of been on the fly. What are we doing this week? But the takes to give has been great because mm-hmm. it's opened up avenues. Our, our giving has gone up. Our online giving has gone up 30% because people can't give um, in, in hand anymore. Not right now. But uh, so it's really gone up. That's been very helpful. But those are some of the major changes that we've done. And then just kind of, uh, you know, all the staff have done a great job of just keeping videos pumping out and keeping everybody up to date. But, you know, it can get overwhelming because when you look at it and go, man, we need to be doing this. But to do this on a temporary basis, you know, it's hard to get all of that together and then say, all right, now do we keep this permanent or do we keep this temporary? So it's it's definitely been eye-opening. It's also shown some vulnerability because it it shows what you know or what you don't know. In other words, you everybody can live stream. When you get done, you go, man, that was awful. Mm-hmm. Or, man, that, that went out better than we thought it was going to. But it kind of shows it made you study some more. Yeah. <laughs> and it made sure. you realize, I don't know if we can do this or we want, can. You don't want to put junk out. No, no. Yeah. And I, yeah. You, you mentioned before, like part of your role. Sometimes you've been asked to preach, and yeah. I know Rusty had you preach a while back on the family, and really concentrating on, you know, ways parents can help monitor and understand where their students, where their kids are going online, yeah. and how to protect them. So, like, what has been some of the most helpful resources for you yeah. on the media side with protecting families and kids? Sure. And how could you help parents with that? One. So I'll, I'll start with this. One simple thing you can do is free. It's awesome. If you have a cell phone for your child, read their text, look at their Facebook. You own it. <laughs> you have all right to do it. Mm-hmm. They're not 18. They don't have any rights. You're paying for it. Every night, my wife gets my daughter's cell phones out and reads through every text. They know they don't delete anything. They know they don't do anything that they're not supposed to be doing on those phones because if they do, it's gone. That's free. Um, my, my kids know, hey, until I turn 18, I don't have any privacy because hmm. I'm a parent, and I'm, I have to stand before God of the things that they're doing. And, and so we don't have a problem doing that. Um, another, But some of the resources that we've, we implement in our house, I know a few years back um, I talked about VidAngel because, mm-hmm. man, uh, people want to watch Hollywood movies. They right. want to watch things. And if you really go through and watch it and read through Plugged In, there is nothing to see. Yeah. Unless you go and screen it ahead of time, then you've yeah. watched it, and you can't watch it as a family. Cause, so anyway, a few years back um, when I was preaching, you know, I, I presented VidAngel, which is a, a content filtering for videos because people want to watch Hollywood movies. Um, and at the time, what they were doing was kind of cool because it was new release stuff, and it was like, man, I, not, not illegal, but it right. was stuff that was coming out on Netflix that, or uh, Redbox that you could see. Well, shortly after I preached about it, all of a sudden they had a, loss, a lawsuit filed against them. I'm like, oh, really? Great. Yeah. But they had to restructure what they did, so they relinked it to their Netflix and your Amazon account, and you pay $9 a month. But you can go through and filter out language. You can filter out uh, nudity, um, any immodesty, anything, and, it, and the movie still makes sense. And so we've been able to do that with Netflix movies, Amazon Prime movies, and we've been able to sit down as a family and watch stuff, and it's clean. Mm-hmm. And, man, I, you know, we keep it, and we, we're paying an extra $9, but, man, it's worth it. Um, you know, one thing that I know I was kind of – I kind of shared then, too, was, man, if, if you've got nothing – I don't think – I say there's nothing wrong with it. Um, if, you, if you're letting your child have Snapchat 
and you just you're just letting it go and you don't check anything you don't monitor it going back to the monitoring thing i just i mean i think you're asking for it because mm-hmm. if you know the the preface behind right. snapchat is that i post it and it disappears mm-hmm. so i've told our girls because i've told them i said, don't even ask about snapchat it's not happening because if there's needing to disappear it's disappearing for a reason um, there's nothing needs to disappear because we want to be able to see it. Now, if you want to, your child to have Snapchat, that's your business. I, that's, I'm just saying fair warning. Um, yeah. Any of those like that, man, any social media can be good or it can be bad. It's mm-hmm. a tool, but it can for be sure. good for, or bad. But I think you really, before you let your child have anything, you need to sit and discuss what are your intentions of using this. My kids know you don't post pictures of yourself online by yourself. Because there are predators that are looking for those pictures mm-hmm. and will try to break in and talk with them. And, <clears throat> you know, it's just, it's something that I, as a parent, said, it's my responsibility to say, right. you have it or you don't have it. Yeah. I, I've got to stand for it one day. Yeah. Um, well, part of our map here at the church, what we want every member doing is to serve others in ministry. So within your ministry, what are the ways that people are serving through the media ministry? Mm-hmm. Um, they're serving through and just being in those services and running the, that equipment. Um, I tell every single one of them, you know, you don't think your part's important. Um, let's try to do a video ministry with no camera people or cameras. It's non-existent. Let's try to do a, a service with no sound people. Can't happen. So they, I, I let them know, man, you are vital to this whole thing. So in mm-hmm. every single area, I want them to put hundred percent into what they're doing and they they put it in just like it is their job and so the ways it is because they're serving Christ mm-hmm. in all they do so they should be doing it with excellence and uh, I have been so blessed with a media team across the board that take it serious they understand um, how important their job is and man it's great on Sundays when I can just get there and everything's covered and it's ready to go and I don't have to worry about anything mm-hmm. it's so much more fulfilling to me and those people serving, um, but there for a while we were talking about when we first got here, talking about going to uh, man or PTZ cameras. One person sitting there controlling five cameras and moving around. Mm-hmm. I said, no, I want rear ends in the seat mm-hmm. serving. So when I can have four people serving in a video ministry instead of just one that's stressed out beyond his means, right. why not put more people in there that can serve? And so th- that's some of the ways. I mean, they're, again, I need CD and DVD distribution. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, those are still being used. Yeah. Um, and we have baptisms. People, their ba- baptism recorded. They mm-hmm. want copies of that. Absolutely. It's great. So it's got to be reproduced. After it's recorded, it's got to be reproduced to put out. And so that's, that's one of the ways right now, that and a couple of camera people that I know I've got open, mm-hmm. that people can serve. Cool. Uh, you've been in ministry for how long now? Because you're getting old. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah, been I mean, old. Yeah. Um, uh, see, I started in 2000, so it's 2020, 20 years. 20 years. About, so in your 20 years, can you maybe sum up the three biggest lessons you've learned in ministry? Mm, man. Um, I'd say one is um, you've got to have teamwork. Mm-hmm. When you try to go, go gung-ho by yourself, um, especially on without support of God and Christ, man, if you're not asking for help from Him and you try to go gung-ho, <clears throat> it's prideful. Mm-hmm. And so 
you'll fail. And so even when we look at our staff, we've got, you know, eight full-time pastors. As a staff, we have to do things together as a team. That's why we vision cast as a team. That's why we do different things as a team. That's why we bounce things off of each other as a team. Yes, we have our own separate roles, but, man, as a team, we're so much better. And so I think bouncing those things off, spending time with each other, helping each other, that's one lesson I would say, not to, not to just go gung-ho by yourself and think, I can do it all. Because um, on Sundays, I wouldn't be able to do it all with every ministry person we've got up there. So um, I can't do it all myself. That's one lesson. Um, man, another lesson is just love people. Man, I, <laughs> I know our staff talks about all the time that I would just talk to a brick wall. I will. But I think that's where God gifted me in the, the, that he said, I need you in ministry because you need to be able to listen to people. You need to be able to help people. You need to be able to talk to people. But if you don't talk to people, you're not going to find out about them. So I can talk to somebody about cars. I can talk to somebody about building. I can talk to somebody, you name it, video. And a lot of it is I'm just trying to learn about them, trying to learn their story, learn how I can help better minister to them. And if I don't talk to them, if I don't get around them, I can't. Um, and then probably the third, uh, and probably should have been number one, is I don't care if you're a pastor, I don't care if you're a ministry whatsoever, that your family is more important than this ministry. Any ministry. Um, they're not more important to God than God, but they're more important than the hours and hours and hours you might spend in a ministry. Because yeah. uh, as I told our staff when I got here, if you lose your family over ministry, <laughs> then what do you have left? Yeah. So that's, that's probably my third lesson that's probably the most important yeah. is my kids and my wife are more important Absolutely. than any ministry. Absolutely. All right, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. All right, go ahead. What's our mission statement? Peace Church exists to glorify God and make disciples by helping everyday people experience life change through Christ-centered relationships. Bam! Nailed it. Nailed it. That's right. right. So so this podcast is all about celebrating life change. That's why we call it Life Change Podcast. So just can you share with us a life change story, either from media ministry, you said your life group leader, or just D group leader. Just share with us a life change story, man. Yeah. Um, it's probably last year. Um, our, we had a, a couple that was in our ch- or in our life group, and um, you know they they've loved being a part of it. They're in it this semester too, and um, in that it was one. I remember one Sunday we're sitting there, we're going through discussion, and they they both were kind of quiet. And um, we got near the end of our discussion, and it's not like him. It's not like the man. I won't use his name, but it, it's not like him to to be emotional. Mm-hmm. It's just brass sure. tacks to be emotional or to share really deep stuff but man he, he we got done and said we all right well, let's take some prayer requests let's pray and right before we started to pray he goes can i share something and he shared the fact that he just man he had been awful to his wife that week mm-hmm. just the stuff he had said to her in some of the ways and he just we could see his we could see the barriers come down and he and he just he apologized to her we all just sat in silence but mm-hmm. what it was was god working on his heart and he had been in there for, you know, three or four months. But God working on his heart, and this week God had really been whipping him. And uh, and when it got to that point, man, we all just we gathered around and we prayed, and man, it was it was phenomenal because yeah. it was in that intimate setting with us yeah. as a life group that we're all we, again. It's taken three or four months to get to that. It's not like it happened the first week, but he felt comfortable enough with us mm-hmm. in that intimate setting to be able to say. Man, I'm struggling with this. Can yeah. y'all help me with this? Can y'all pray with me about this? And, and turned to his wife and said, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and so it was, 
we all sat there, and I mean, weeks after that, we talked about, man, how the Holy Spirit worked and how the Holy Spirit worked mm-hmm. in that. It was, it was truly life change that you see going on in somebody's yeah. life. Man, thank God we have that environment yeah. in this church. And I think one of the things COVID has shown us, this quarantine has shown us, is how important that structure is, how important that particular environment yeah. is because we need each other. And, and, you know, stuff like that, like that's not coming out in a worship service. No. You know, he may go down to the altar and pray about that issue, which is an awesome thing to do. But nobody but knows a, why he's down Nobody there. knows why he's down there <laughs> unless a prayer counselor comes. But when you got a whole group to rally around and say, look, we're going to lift you up in this and pray with you about yeah. this, man. And hold you accountable when you Absolutely. leave. Absolutely. Because as they're coming back going, how's everything going? I prayed for you this week. week. Yeah. I prayed for you this week and contacted them and saying, man, I'm thinking about you this week. And he, I mean, listening to him, he's talking about, hey, man, this guy called me this week. This guy texted mm-hmm. me this week. I'm like, man, that just, it's amazing to yeah, see the community sure. that's built in that. It is, man. Yeah. So uh, personally for you, how can people be praying for you during this time? Um, just time management. Yeah. I'm telling you, because it can, it can be overwhelming. It can be, we need to do this, we need to do this, we need to do this, we need to do this. You we're in a renovation, mm-hmm. in the middle of a renovation, in the middle of this COVID stuff. Yeah. So we've moved from inside to under a tent, uh, soon to be going to our gym. Yeah. Until yeah. until a little bit on past the summer. Yeah. Um, don't know have a definite time on that, but looking like after August, um, getting back into the sanctuary and trying to get back in the swing of things. And so, uh, a lot of it's just man, just praying that God would continue to use and give us the the right avenues that we can be focused, and so mm-hmm. the gospel can be presented in a clear way and not be confusing. Because yeah. that's the most important thing is that His Word is proclaimed, How, whatever sure. avenue we use. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, man, we're going to wrap things up with um, just some personal rapid-fire questions. So part right. of what we do here, the, the fun part of this uh, podcast, is that we just get to know you a little bit. So these questions are all over the place, all yeah. right? And I didn't get these ahead of time, no, so of this ought not. to be fun. Of course not. Yeah, so thanks. like, you know, real simple, like what's your favorite junk food? Uh... Man, it's it's the funny thing is I'm not really a sweet guy. I, I'd rather eat pizza. I, lo- I mean, okay. I like pizza. I can eat pizza almost yeah, any time. I'm with you. As a youth pastor, I, you take thought I'd get take sick me of it. Take pizza and subs, man. And, and feces I pizza. That. I can eat that it's all day long. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, so what's something you regret not starting when you were younger? Mm. Day trading. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, was, I wasn't old enough to do that. Um I started piano, okay, and after three months, I was sick of it because my dad he could play by ear. I couldn't; it yeah. didn't come as naturally, so I quit. And I kind of, re- re- I wish I would have done it now, just because of where I saw God. That was fourth grade. Yeah. How, who knows that I would have been a worship pastor and could right. have actually used that? And now yeah. I can't even tell you a note on there. Right. So it's like I just hear it by ear. Yeah. That was probably one thing. So what hobby would you, kind of off, the, off of that, but what hobby would you get into if time and money were not an issue? Cruising. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I, would, I would rather go on a cruise any day because it's <laughs> the perfect vacation. Yeah, I'm first supposed to be going on one that for my daughter's graduation. COVID. I know. Um, but probably cruising. If money was nothing, I mean, just no limit, and if I had unlimited vacation time from work, <laughs> That would yeah, be that'd be what I'd love to do just a just a I'm cruise. I'm sure they got Wi-Fi on the cruise. You know, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just work from there. Yeah. Video. We've from been the doing cruise. it. You know, that's right. Thing. Everybody's been doing it. If you could ask God one question, what would it be? Mm. 
Why do you take people early? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Losing a roommate yeah. um, at Bible college that was about to step foot in ministry mm-hmm. and never got an opportunity. Um, you and I both knew him. Oh, yeah. You know, why? Yeah. Why, I know you have plans, but why? Why, mm-hmm. why, why would you do that? Not in a bitter way, but just in a, just kind of fill me in. Because yeah. I, see, I see the parents that are hurt Absolutely. and the people that are hurt from that. So for sure. Why does it happen? But For sure. Um, what's something that you'll never do again? Uh, I would like to say nail bite, but that, I've tried that. <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't work. Um, mm, man, I don't know. Because I, I wouldn't mind getting back into youth ministry for just yeah. teens, but I don't really know what. Because there's a lot of stuff I really don't have regrets for doing. Got you. Aside from other things. But, you know, for the most part, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Oh, I, I don't know. I have anything. So, if you've got free time, what is it that you're binge watching on Netflix? Man, <laughs> I, I hate. I, I rewatched all of The Office again because oh, yeah. I just loved. I, I went back to old. Netflix. I heard they were taking it off, so I rewatched it yeah. again. But you know, there's a show. Thankfully, I own all the DVDs, so yeah. take it off of Netflix. So I'm ready. <laughs> there's a couple of shows. I mean, um, that we've watched. Uh, we've started watching uh, For Life. Um, okay. and, uh, on, I think it's on ABC or NBC. I don't know which one, but, uh, it's been pretty good. You know, if I could sit down and watch it, I think they're only a season in, but, um, it's interesting to me just to be able to see, you know, all the stories that come up with that. So that would probably be something, mm-hmm. but something that was old school, you know, the IT crowd, nobody knows about that one, mm-hmm. but it's, it's uh, a British comedy show. Okay. But being yeah, an right. IT, I get the jokes. Right, yeah. If you're not an IT, it's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the office for sure. Yeah. All right, you're, you're a coffee drinker. Yeah. So using an Australian accent, tell me how you like your coffee. I'd say uh, I love to have my coffee done. Uh, Yuban is a great one. I love Yuban. Um, you know, it's times that we're around the Bobby, and uh, we just love to sit around and eat some some cake and we just uh, that's not australian but we love to drink some coffee and we that's that's new york accent um probably uh probably you ban that's what that's good that's what i'd like to drink it's a whole lot better than doug's australian accent <laughs> if you want to go back and listen to his and episode maybe two or three i, I started and it trailed off to something yeah yeah it started good you, you got i think you got a little bit too confident in yourself all right we're almost done uh what's the best advice someone's ever given you um, man. Uh, I would say it's my pastor that I first started under, um, mm-hmm. Fred Scott. And shout out to Fred if he if he sees this. Um, I remember shout out to Fred. You ain't coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Brad ain't coming either because you didn't hire him. Um, probably I remember my second year in the ministry. I was struggling, mm-hmm. and uh, it was with ministry and just people in ministry. I remember sitting in his office. I said, man, I am just struggling. He said, well, I'll, I'll say it like this. He said, uh, ministry would be a lot easier if it weren't for the people. And I said, you're right. You're right. And he said, but you wouldn't have a ministry without people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're exactly right. So in those times that, man, I get frustrated, 
maybe with somebody. I should go, but if they weren't here, yeah. I wouldn't have a ministry. God wouldn't be using me in ministry, and, and God wouldn't be getting the glory for what's being done. So I just need to keep my mouth shut on a lot of it. So that was probably some of the best advice early on in ministry that I got, yeah. for sure. All right, last question, man. If you could sit down and have a cup of coffee with anybody, living or dead, other than Jesus, yeah. who would it be and My why? dad. Yeah. T- died in 2009. Okay. And... Um, with Alzheimer's before, had Alzheimer's mm. through that. And so mentally, I would say I probably lost him years before that. Yeah. So, um, but if I could do it again, it'd be him yeah, for, sure. for sure. Yeah. Um, just to get that opportunity again. Man, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, you know, I'm in an area where my dad was buried not too far down the road from us. And, and I've, I've, you know, it's maybe weird, I don't know, but I've driven out there before and, yeah. and just had a conversation. Yeah. Know? With the tombstone, I'm right there with yeah. you, man. Yeah, sorry to make that a little depressing, but that's, it's okay. that's you know, exactly what it would be. This is like, these are the rapid-fire questions. It's supposed to be lighthearted yeah. and, and <laughs> fun, sorry. and you've gotten emotional about I'm sorry, them, yeah. I, I, killing me here. I know, I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Well, just anyway, what I feel. You, you got me you on know the spot. What? That's you know? true. That's true. I could have um, said if I go there, I'm going to be too emotional, but you blew it on me. I so. know. <laughs> well, we got some Kleenexes. <laughs> no, but seriously, Adam, thanks so much for yeah. being part of the Life Change Podcast. Uh, Again, thank you all for listening, and uh, we will see you again in two weeks. Peace, church. You are sent. Bam. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. We hope that you were challenged and encouraged today as you listened. Until next time, Peace Church, you are sent. Let's go make disciples.